0: Let's have some piano, shall we? Ah, that's nice. How are you feeling about bringing in some... Ah, yeah, that's it. And, um... This menagerie, this arcade of sounds, this is the work of John Object. What you're listening to is a track called Bellwether, which to me sounds like an exciting musical future my ears want to get behind. One where anything could turn up and frequently does. One second there's chaos and the next... And this is something the people at Skyemov feel as well, who've booked him to play repeatedly. To explain his music, John Object, whose real name is Timur, asked to meet me inside Ocean Plaza, a vast shopping mall, the second largest in Ukraine. From approaching, it's the size and shape of Wembley Stadium. A monument to the very recent interest in Ukraine shown by Western money. As I glide towards it, H&M and KFC logos in plain sight. I feel like I'm in the Manelium Falcon
1: about to dock into the Death Star. Where are we? Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) We're at the supermarket and we're looking at different kinds of imported drinks and basil seed drink, strawberry flavor. Yeah. I'm not sure what this is. It
0: has bits in it. This has like um, lychee moments, moments, yeah. <laughs> moments of lychee.
1: These are like chia seeds and these are basil seeds. And yeah, uh, yeah. those
0: it, basically. So, so We're in Ocean Plaza. And what was the significance for you of, of meeting me here today in, in Ocean sure, Plaza? I
1: think I'm going to get this one. Yeah. Uh, it's Ocean Plaza is really a nostalgic place for me right now, because I used to come here a lot with uh, a friend or maybe a couple of friends. You, know, you would just walk around staring at you know, products, looking at what's new that has been imported here, what are the new stores that have opened, because it, it felt like the kind of the source of all capitalism in Kiev. You know, It seemed like the most capitalist place in the city. And that was, uh, that was super exciting for some time, you know, but that got old, you know, that yeah. got really old. Did it get old quite quickly? Uh, not really. It took me a couple of years to figure out why this place was actually more depressing than exciting. You know, but I, I think a lot of what I experienced here, a lot of what I saw here has kind of transferred into my attitude towards art, towards music. Yeah. This kind of feeling of sensory overloads of having a million things advertised to you at the same time. Uh, that, that was kind of the goal in, in music for me for a while. I, I tried to recreate that. And that, that's definitely a sense of
0: uh, something I picked up on in, in the EP was just the sort of sensory overload of, of layers of sound and things coming at you, which is a bit like walking around, not comparing the music to being here, but, um, you know, like looking around us now, there's just like over here, there's, there's a million different types of coleslaw. <laughs>
1: yeah, this, is, this one has like, uh, what is this? Is this, this uh, yeah, it's got berries yeah some kind of berry this yeah. is uh, geez what's it called i forget the name uh, um,
0: elderberry um, uh, cranberry cranberry yeah. cranberry yeah i think someone told me once that cranberries are only grown in a few places in the world or really? yeah but that might be wrong
1: <laughs> well that would make it a lot sadder you know having to produce ukrainian coleslaw with imported cranberry <laughs> that is you know maybe like, that is
0: the capitalist dream
1: yeah, yeah. This place is way more depressing than I remember. Honestly, <laughs> being here now is—it's wow. Yeah. It, I, I think I was like so naive to come here and enjoy myself sincerely, earnestly. Um, <laughs> this is not at all what I remember.
0: Can can you remember the points where beforehand you were excited about this? Uh, earlier on, you were telling me you were excited about the uh, idea of a KFC. Do you remember the point where you were like, actually, no.
1: Well, probably when I tried it and it turned <laughs> yeah. out it didn't taste really good. It was, it's not, not great food. You mm. know, essentially it doesn't, doesn't have the sustenance, doesn't have the, you don't feel good after eating it, to be honest. It's essentially fast food, as fast food as it gets. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It was disappointing. You know, I, I feel like for a long time, Ukraine and Kiev and, you know, most of the post-Soviet countries, uh, they were super isolated and dis- dis- disconnected from the rest of the world. And so when you have a new shopping mall and you have KFC opening here the first time in Ukraine, you have, you know, some other stores opening for the first time, it feels like it's, it feels good. It feels like it's, it feels like you're developing a connection with the rest of the world. Mm. It feels like you're making progress of some sort. But really you aren't. It's really just that people want your money as much as anyone else's.
0: The first big mac i ever had was just like i you know i'd seen the advertising on tv when i was a kid and telling my parents that i really had to like almost like i became a zombie i was like trying to grab them to it you know and, and it's terrible really well, uh,
1: big macs are good still <laughs> the problem is that you know mcdonald's must have killed a lot of people and spent a lot of money on advertising because yeah. their food is actually good for some reason i'm not sure why it feels very Terrifying to think about it. Yeah. Why it's so good. I don't
0: think there's a single person on the planet that doesn't like McDonald's. People can object to McDonald's, or like they might not like McDonald's in theory, but they put something in their food that they've worked out scientifically that all human beings love.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that that is extremely terrifying to me because once you have figured that out, you basically can control anyone with it. Yeah. So I'm, I think in a lot of ways, as I was uh, starting out to make music when I was maybe like fourteen. Uh, there was in my mind the search for that kind of ingredient you know? I was mm-hmm. listening to a lot of the Beatles and I thought, you know, oh, they must have figured something out they must have found something that was you know, pleasurable to basically everyone yeah. and I thought, you know, maybe I can buy a guitar and do that you know? <laughs> and I couldn't, obviously, of, of course but uh, for a long time that idea of a certain sound or melody or genre mm. or style that could be enjoyable to everyone Mm. Uh, seemed very appealing and I felt like maybe I could still find that. I luckily stopped thinking in those terms because uh, even not even finding the perfect element like McDonald's, but even just basically looking for it is already a very dark way, dark path. Yeah,
0: like maybe the Beatles didn't even go looking for that. Maybe they just did a lot you know they were in Hamburg DJing every night I mean DJing (laughs) my name's John Lennon I'm gonna play a banger for you Um, but but, you know they, they were like you know there was meant to be this sort of thing that if you do 10,000 hours of work at one thing, yeah, you get yeah, to yeah. genius level, and so they were doing that amount of gigs, and they got that good, maybe just through doing that. Oh, so know, maybe yeah. it wasn't a conscious thing at all.
1: Of course, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not really like uh, comparing Beatles to McDonald's. I'm saying that. Yeah, you know, it it happened uh, with McDonald's. It probably happened on purpose. With Beatles, it happened probably just by practice. Yeah. You know, and that is exciting. That is something that feels like. Uh, feels like a good uh, thing to strive for, but in, essentially if you think about it, it's not. Because that is essentially uh, a search for control and power. And that is a very dangerous uh, path to take, I think, especially in the arts. Because if you're looking for the perfect, whatever it is, song, genre, style, film, it's actually interesting because I recently read this book called Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, which you yeah, may have of. I, I've not it's, read it's, that because
0: the size of it has scared me. But I've read his his essays.
1: Yeah, but the book essentially is about a movie that is so pleasurable to anyone who watches it that they die mm. because they just want to watch it again and again. They you know they don't want no food, they don't want to go outside to take care of themselves. So they just watch it on repeat. So like uh, the the essential the search for the most pleasurable one. Uh, of all sounds or songs or melodies is seems super dangerous and super uh, self-indulgent yeah. I'd love
0: to avoid that where well, you freed yourself of this this desire was there a moment where you kind of realized that you were
1: I think so I think it was uh, some time around when I first started playing you know gigs in Kiev uh, because what happened was at the time I was making uh, this kind of music that was sounded like uh, I guess the same that I'm making now, but without any drums, no percussive mm. elements at all, you know, it was like this kind of ambient-ish, but it was structured and with melodies and with specific parts and sounds, and to me it felt genius, I was like super, super excited about it, and when I got to playing it to people, no one really like, liked it, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big disappointment, it was more like a reality check to be honest I realized (laughs) that people people don't hear music the same way as I do yeah that was was a relief because it felt like okay I shouldn't you know I shouldn't even bother I should just do what I like you know Mm. and that was super freeing to be honest because I stopped looking for something that would please everyone and make me a millionaire and Mm. I just realized that I'm a musician, so I'm destined to be super broke for the most of my life, <laughs> and, and that's fine, you know, and I'll be making weird shit that no one really, sorry, can I curse? Of
0: course you can, you, <laughs> you can fucking yeah. uncunt your way through the hole, if you if you wish.
1: I don't, but thank you. No, it's there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it it seemed like it was, at first, a big letdown, but then I was like, but yo, but this is actually much easier now.
0: As we walked around the sensory overload of Ocean Plaza, I began to understand more why Timur had brought me here. His sound is something that not only makes total sonic sense to me, but also to the people who run Kiev's biggest party, Siema, who have booked him to play repeatedly. We move outside and Timur buys a can of soft drink. That's really
1: weird. I I
0: love the design.
1: Yeah, that's actually why I picked it. It, It's so like, Nineties, I guess. Mm. You could imagine Patrick Swayze drinking. From <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the like, fonts. Everything's yeah. just perfect. It doesn't taste great. It's not very good. <laughs> where where
0: do ideas come to you? Where? You mean? Yeah, like would you be like sort of on a bus or something like that, and you're like, shit. I hope I've got to kind of. No, keep this really. In
1: my head. I, I have a, everything like, ninety five percent of my ideas I get when I'm trying to fall asleep because it's it's really difficult I have lots of troubles you know with my sleep schedule and you know I think when you texted me I replied to you maybe many hours later and I said you know sorry I have a chaotic sleep schedule because it's true I maybe uh, you saying that, yeah. yeah 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 it, it's a problem for me but at the same time you know I have like napkins or like paper towels or something at my next to my bed which looks like I'm probably joking off but not it's, ah. it's actually it's actually for the ideas because I have to I have a pen or something and I'll scribble down yeah ideas for, uh, sometimes I like to like draw the Ableton project you know on the paper because mm. you know, I have a visual way of working with it as well
0: yeah can you tell me about your experiences of playing schema
1: the first time I got to play there I I was so lucky and it felt uh, it, it felt like someone saw through me the way that I was at the time, you know, and saw so someone else, saw me that would, you know, was actually good at making music, because the first time I played Schema, it was maybe, I think, winter of 2015, mm. and my music was pretty bad, I'm not happy with it, I'm not proud of it, to be honest, but for some reason they decided to give me a shot, you know, and that changed a lot of what I was doing at the time really inspired me because it it felt like someone saw that I had potential despite not having you know realized it it seemed very generous of them to invite me to play and still you know every time I get invited again it seems generous and it's always better than the previous time it's always you know an improvement
0: Uh, I, I kind of get a feeling of
1: your music as well is that you you're kind of like a bit like a collector of sounds uh, on my hard drive yeah, yeah. I, I find a lot of samples on you know stuff like free sound or something and I'll download like 100 sounds a day and then you know, flip through them and see if any of them make me feel something. Yeah. But it usually doesn't lead anywhere because uh, to actually feel something for the sound, I have to have experienced it in life before. You know? It has to be something that, oh, I know that sound and I want to find it, you know, and yeah. you go and you look for it specifically. Then you find the one and then it fits you or you record it, you know, I have obviously a sound recorder and I do a lot of yeah. my sounds myself. Uh, but the thing is, the thing here is, you know, I, I do collect them, but it's generally just to get acquainted with them. It's yeah. not to use them because uh, a collection is essentially just that
0: to me. It's an interesting parallel to kind of being back here at the supermarket, then as well. That this is sort of idea that there's all these things that you can buy and collect and you don't need them all yeah, and anything yeah, like that, but yeah. you know, you.
1: It's the same, yeah. You, I get, I you know, I used to be obsessed with like plugins and mm. samples and everything, and then I figured that you know I'm moving to a different laptop now, mm. and so I didn't even get all of the plugins. I didn't get any of my samples. I just I have the bare minimum, and it feels like it's enough.
0: It reminds me of, like, when I was a kid, or when I was a teenager, I think, and I first kind of got into music and being a bit subcultural. I did that thing a lot of teenagers do, of just, you just wear all of the wrong clothes. You know, <laughs> you, you pile it all on, because you're finding this identity, and, you know, like, my hair was dreaded. I had, like, big, wide trousers with everything. And then you sort of scope it back a little bit, don't you? You, you kind of finesse. I'm not saying I've got it right at all, but I'm just saying, when... You reach a point where you get more comfortable with with uh, the material that you use, I yeah. guess.
1: I guess that's what I'm trying to do as well. But the thing is, I'm not. I'm. I, might, I may be listening to these sounds, but I'm not using them anyway. Yeah. Because uh, I had this idea of you know making tracks that were just out of the wrong sounds, just out of stuff that no one would use, no one would want. You know, because free sound is, you know, littered with stuff that no one's ever going to download or use in a in a track. And I felt yeah. this. I felt. Uh, really sorry for the artists of those samples. Oh, so I felt like you know yeah. maybe I should maybe I should get all the stuff that no one else wanted and well, like kind of like
0: farm badly made farmyard noises. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And a lot of it is you know like uh, shitty dubstep wobble basses. You know, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> yeah. you know like terrible trance synthesizers. You know, yeah. like sh- shitty DM drums. And I felt like maybe I should you know give it a go and try and make something out of this the stuff that no one else wants uh, but it still sounds shitty so. <laughs> I
0: think that's a perfect way to end the interview <laughs> thank you, Great, thank you. <laughs> it was really really lovely chatting with Timur um, his suggestion of the of the big shopping mall, it was pretty crazy. Really, there was a point where we started to get followed by the security, who must have just sort of thought it was a bit odd. You know, this this uh, this guy uh, with this me this, this, with this kind of weird recording device with a big hairy, fluffy bit on the end of it, um, which is there to stop the popping noise that you get, and it kind of looks a bit like Don King's hair. And I'm kind of pointing it at this guy who's picking up jars of coleslaw and laughing at them and uh whilst my assistant for today tanya is taking photos of this and it must just look really 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 strange it'd look strange in a supermarket anywhere i think if i was in tesco's doing that like back in hackney would be like just chased out by security as it is I took the subway back to Padil, ate a pizza and fell asleep. In the night, I dreamt of being chased around the aisles of a giant sequencer by an army of imported cranberries. Getting shopping maldreams as a consequence of recent changes to Ukraine. Hit perhaps the big elephant in the room. Have you, sweet listener, listening in the West, noticed it? Are you by chance expecting it? I am, of course, talking about the events that took place here five years ago, the Euromaiden. This is something that every artist I spoke with didn't want to go on record about, and being here, I begin to understand why. So if you want to know more about these events, just do a Google. The music you heard in this episode is by John Object. The track is called Bellweather, and it's available on his Heat EP. Released on the BioFuture Laboratory label. And you can buy it digitally by going onto the BioFuture Laboratory Bandcamp. All the music you hear in this
1: series is by Kiev based artists.